Welcome to Truth Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Yvette, and today we will be taking a journey through the scriptures to learn more about the women in the Bible. I'm so glad to take this journey with you. Thank you for joining us. Let's go ahead and get started. Welcome back to another podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Naomi. Naomi refused to hide her sorrow or her bitterness. Believing in God's sovereignty, she attributed her suffering to his will. But her fixation on her circumstances, both from the past and the present, led led her to hopelessness. She focused too much on the negative. Now, she was a kind and loving mother-in-law, and that inspired unusual love and loyalty from her daughter-in-law's. Her sorrow was when she lost her husband and her two sons in a foreign land far away from family and friends. On the other hand, her joy um, came from returning safely to Bethlehem with her daughter-in-law, Ruth, who would eventually rekindle her happiness and hope. Now, the key scriptures that you want to look at are going to be found in Ruth chapter 1, chapter 4, verses 13 through 17. So, Naomi and her husband had lived happily in Bethlehem. They had migrated to the highlands of Moab to escape the famine that was happening in Bethlehem. When her husband died and her sons had married Moabite women, she was left alone. But she found a way to survive. But then she had suffered the worst grief a mother could, outliving her own children. Now Ruth and Oprah, her daughter-in-laws, were the only kin she had in Moabite. Loving them tenderly, she felt their widowhood as a double grief. Together they had cried and comforted one another. The three women finally decided to leave for Bethlehem. But once on the road, Naomi's misgivings outran her craving for companionship. It wasn't right for young women to forsake their families and friends for such an uncertainty future. What chances would they have, widows and strangers in Bethlehem? Even now that the famine had run its course, what would they do? This is what was playing in Naomi's head. She told them, go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show kindness to you as you have shown to your husbands and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. So she's giving them her blessing. But Oprah and Ruth insisted to stay with her, that they would go back with her to her people. Then she asked them, why would you, why would you want to come back with me? Like, I can't have any more kids, you know, like, and even if I had a husband and had kids, would you wait around for them to, to grow up? So the three women embraced tears streaking their, their cheeks. Then Oprah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. But Ruth clenched, um, 
clinched her mother-in-law and whispered fiercely, Where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if anything but death separates you and me. Naomi, stubbornness was no match for the younger woman's love. And so, Naomi and Ruth continued on to Bethlehem. After so long, Naomi returned, created a great commotion in the town. And all of the women welcomed her, saying, Can this be Naomi? Don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara. And Mara means bitter. Now, the reasoning that she had to, for them to call her Mara was that the Almighty had made her life bitter. She says, I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. Naomi could not see past her suffering. Like many of us, she may have felt as though her tragedies were punishment for her sins. Yet, had she known the blessing in store, she might not have felt so hopeless. Instead, she may have compared herself to the tree that Job so graciously described. So if we go to Job chapter 14, verses 7 through 9, it reads, At least there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, it will sprout again, and its new shoots will not fail. Its roots may grow old in the ground, and its stump die in the soil. Yet, At the scent of water, it will bud up and put forth shoots like a plant. Though she didn't know it, the scent of water was in the air. Naomi's life was beginning again, her story still unfolding. Now, I like to talk about her promises, okay? Now it says, God's faithfulness to restore to fullness an empty life is revealed more in this story of Naomi than in any other biblical account. The famine and hunger that drove Naomi and her husband and sons away from Bethlehem are finally replaced with full harvest and bread baked from grain gleaned in the fields. The anguish of losing her husband and sons is replaced with the loving care and concern of her daughter-in-law, Ruth, who is better to Naomi than seven sons. And Naomi's empty, empty mother arms are filled with the sons of Boaz and Ruth. Like Naomi, we may have trouble recognizing God's goodness and his faithfulness at times, but he is still with us no matter what the circumstances. Now the legacy of prayer is found in Ruth 1 
uh, chapter 1, verses 16 through 17, and it says, Where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if anything but death separates you and me. Now, I would like us to praise God for creating us with the power to form deep, lasting relationships. And then let's offer thanks for the variety of friends God has given to us. Let's also confess our tendency to be too busy to pay attention to our friends or too preoccupied with our own concerns to take time for others. We also want to ask God to make us more loyal and loving friends in the year ahead. The story of Naomi and Ruth shows more than just a mother-in-law and daughter-in-law. They built a friendship. And this is really about friendship. And although Naomi went through a lot losing her, her husband and her sons, she was supported by a friend. Even if it was in a family member, they still acted as a friend. And so this is why it's very important for us to take time to love on our friends and to hear our friends out. We may not have all the answers, but there's nothing like a friend who listens, right? A friend who listens. So I like to close in prayer. Um, I want to thank you, Lord, for the blessing of friends who, by sharing their lives with us, double our joy and share our sorrows. Help us to cherish the friends you've given us and to become the kind of friends for others that they can cherish. Let us be uh, women and men who listen, encourage, and keep confidences. Let us be women or men who know how to laugh and how to cry, who are loyal, forgiving, and loving. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Join us next week. If you'd like to connect with us, look for us on Facebook group. We are Daughters of the King. Thank you.